Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Go, iTunes at Podcast Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! To my left this evening, Mr. Ralph. I bought this game on the Switch so I could play it outside. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, man. To my right, Mr. Clark. Tetsuo! <laughs> and I'll be your host this evening. Pretty dark in here. All right, so are we going to do... <laughs> what the what Jesus the fuck? Christ. For three hours, they chased a mute. So we are reviewing Inside tonight, which was one of our poll games. Yes, we are. We're we're inside tonight. Oh, good to know. This is the beginning of many inside pun jokes. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot inside tonight. Inside puns. Why is that? Why are we joking about being inside? Oh, we're uh, we're game. reviewing <gasps> Inside the game. Oh, God, oh. what are we inside the game though? We're inside something at some point in this game. <laughs> We're inside a few things. Yeah. Uh, several things. <laughs> like your mother. Anyway, so let's talk about game development. Game development. I, I know it was done by an indie studio, and it's pretty much been released on every platform. Play that Dead. You can, that you can, yeah, Play Dead. They're the makers of Limbo. Which is a fantastic game. Never played that one, you heard? Neither have I. I've always had an interest in it, though. Limbo is actually really cool. If you liked this, I would suggest picking up Limbo. That makes sense. They reference this as the spiritual successor to Limbo. And they actually started a couple months after Limbo was released. Well, I do know, like, almost immediately after they released Limbo, boom, they started working on this project. Right. Really no downtime in between projects. Yeah. Limbo came out in 2010. 2010. Okay. All right. But this came out in 2016, correct? Uh, yes, it actually came out on the X-Bone first. I do know, specifically for this game, I forget the name of it, but they created their own filter for the game to give it a distinct look. It has a very distinct look. Very yes. uh, stylized, obviously. And, and their, their filter has to do specifically with like the lighting effects and the shadows. It's oddly detailed for such a simple-looking game. Putting that graphics engine to work. So before this game was named, it was named Project Two. Project Two. <laughs> I like that. Like they Fair couldn't enough. come up with an original title. Uh, 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 Project Two. Let's let's hop into story, or let's Plop. swing into story. Ah, okay. We'll or swing. let's climb over the cage into story. Let's open the door into story. Uh, let's jump into that mass with arms and legs. Swim into story. <laughs> yeah, swim into story. Let's jump and break our legs into story. Let's get shattered to a thousand pieces by a distinct sound into story. Let's get our jugular ripped out by the story. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get drowned by a siren. Story. Let's get slinked by the story. Oh, fuck! Slinked! God damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Let's get tased. No, slinked. Slinked. It looks like a fucking slinky. Yeah. Oh, the... Okay, yeah. Sounds like it that's, too. Yeah, that's why. That's why every time it happened to Harry while on his playthrough. By the way, go check out Harry's uh, playthrough of this on Twitch. It's the entire thing. I'm there for most of it, commenting over and over and over again about what's happening and making fun of Harry, and he's making fun of me. And it's just an all-out fun little video that we did. You search Twitch, uh, Harry R. Baus. Happy R. Baus. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Happy R. Baus. Also, also, it should be on our YouTube channel, right? Yeah, no, it is. I officially because it only lasts on Twitch for seven days. I want to make sure it gets up there. But uh, that was a fun experience. I and I think with this game, I could easily sit down, play the whole thing in one sit. So it made for like a really nice video. All right, so let's talk about story. So let's do on the surface first. There's no story. On the surface, there is no story. There's no exposition. There's no nitty-gritty narrator or details or anything like that. It's all what you can pick up 
as you move through the game, like little like hints and actions and things like that. You start to kind of pick up what world you're walking through. There aren't even written words, are there? No, just some numbers. It's it literally it begins with inside and then it ends with the credits. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where the wording is. That's about it. Yeah, there's not one single line of dialogue in this game. So that obviously makes it unique. It's extremely limbo is the same way. Oh, well, okay, so it's not that unique. Yeah, again, them, spiritual but... successor is a good a good uh term for this cuz it is, you know, it uses a lot of the same things from limbo. Oh, right. Uh I think I read this some some of the same assets even. Yes. I found this type of storytelling even though on the surface there's no story to be very refreshing. Yes and no. I mean, it's 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 been done and typically when games get done like this, people either view them as like very artistic or they turn out really bad. Recently though, with games like this, it's been on the more artistic side and it's like a story of how you experience the game. Other games like this, obviously Limbo, Journey, but, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Journey is another game where it's there's no actual story to it and you're just running and experiencing things and people's playthroughs on journey are different they, they can be vastly different depending on if you actually see people while you're running or not oh, that's right. you can and things that. like that it's funny because i was listening to uh some guy talk about this game and he was talking about journey as well and he's like there's really two ways you can look at the story with this game either one it is very artsy and wow Look, look at what they did with this because uh, Journey follows the same thing. Limbo follows it. Right. And it, there's one pedestal you can hold it on that's like, wow, they did something so innovative. Like, we need to hold this game in high praise because it's such an artsy way to tell a story. The alternative is that in the age that we live in with gaming, maybe we don't allow it that grace. Like, maybe they just were too lazy and, like... Maybe we're not holding it to this to the, the standard that we should be holding it to, and just giving it a pass by saying it's artsy is is like a farce. It's like when somebody looks at a piece of art, mm -hmm. you'd be like, "Wow, it's so amazing because they did this and that with it." And somebody else could say, "Well, they they only use two colors. It's a piece of shit." Right. Like there's two polar opposite ways to look at the story of this game. Either it, it's amazing for the way that they tried to craft it, or Wow, they did nothing with the story. All right, so left-brained and right-brained are what you're looking to try to describe. So left-brained is very analytical, logical, based on this, blah, 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 blah. And that is like where you're like, okay, this doesn't have a story, and I have to actually use the right brain, which is like the creative, the you know abstract thinking side of my brain to piece together my own story. Whereas the left, the left side is like, okay, this is just a physics engine that doesn't tell an actual story. And then the right brain is like, let's make a story in my head about why this is happening. I'm just saying, and I don't believe either side is wrong in this regard. It's just how you view this game, you could take one, one viewpoint or the other. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree. I actually find myself very, very in the middle when it comes to this game. Like, I, I, I see some aspects that are like really fucking like fantastical and artsy and things like that. I also totally see some spots where I'm like, this could have used some sort of exposition and things like that. I had mentioned it to you off air. And I'm just going to say this now. I have some questions that I like, I 100% needed answered that were like context that that I needed to make my story that yeah. I didn't get any sort of exposition on and it just it bothered me and took me actually out of the game. I didn't feel fully immersed when I played the game. As a comparison to their the to the predecessor in Limbo, Limbo is actually driven by its name and the fact that there is an antagonist in Limbo. There's okay. a giant spider that is slowly stalking you okay and there's times where you have to run from him and he constantly you know he keeps coming back so like there is actually like a driving force behind this other than just going to the right which is like that's where yeah. my brain starts to go is like okay you're just constantly going down or to the right kid in the forest going to the right interesting i have really no problem with the story until we get to the end that's not really an ending open for interpretation in 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 my mind, it's okay. just sort of like, okay, you you become this thing, you get to the end, and then 
A spotlight on the beach? Credits? Giant blob? Well, there's that, but I mean, like even if even if you had rolled in and you fell and you died and that was it, I feel like that's more of a resolution. Well, I mean, I think that's what happens. I think you're dead. You think I, you're dead? I don't think so. You think it, you escaped? If you guys want to finish going over whatever, because I, I want to get into... So I've researched like 10 different theories on this game at this point, and I wanted to kind of dive in just a little bit on okay. the one I think is the most reasonable. Sure. I have, I have a question for the group. As you were playing, what did you start to, to get like vibes and feelings of how the story was... was or, yeah. or the world you were in? Like a niche, that, that's your very, very beginnings, like, okay, what's going on here? Because I started to get... Just personally, I started to get like City Seventeen, like Half Life Two vibes with with the oppression, I guess, and and just some of the the looks. I I just what different like movies and and games started to like fire in your brain as you were moving through this. So I I do like that, and and I think what we should do is kind of collaboratively talk about that, and then Harry yeah, get that's into fine. Your theory, that's fine. Yeah, then I'd like to follow it and kind of pick it up pick at it sure sure no absolutely um, when i first started the game i wanted to know and this is where it literally it took me out from the beginning of the game straight up like i lost my immersion in the beginning of the game it came back you know at at, at certain times like uh, a lot of like the moving through the water with the submarine and the chick with the hair the thing with mermaid, the, hair, siren, the mermaid siren thing it. yeah could uh, be an experiment too yeah failed experiment or successful experiment because you don't really know what yeah, they're actually true. going for That's here. True. I wanted to know what he is running from in the beginning. You're being chased through the forest right at the beginning of this game by dogs, by people looking for you with flashlights. You're being aggressively chased until you hit the cornfield. I don't look at it as a chase. You but you're but literally within the first the first few screens of the game you jump over a barbed wire fence Uh, that's a break-in you're you're trying to you're trying to break in you're trying to get inside that's my that's how i interpret why would they why would they but 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 here's my thing why would they chase you to the right why would they chase you towards that they would they would keep you away from it just the the way the layout to me okay looked it didn't look like a break-in it looked like a break out at the beginning that's how i like interpreted all of that because they're actively following him in you would think, like, you know, if you're being chased away or kept away, people would be coming from that place to get you. And they're mostly coming in from behind you, like they've been looking for you, and this is, like, the end of it. Because as soon as you hit the cornfield, they really kind of stop looking for you, and then it's more of, like, spotlights and, you know, keeping your head low inside this sure. factory. It seems like, it to me, it seems like somebody on the run at the beginning that finds this weird fucking place. There's no wrong answer here. Right, I'm not, exactly. I'm not, and that's I don't the... want you... Don't take it personally if I if I like try to debunk or give you my devil's advocate kind of idea here, but like the, the way that the world works where it starts in a forest and then it's like a farm and the, it slowly goes from very rural to more... Industrial. Industrialized. Yeah. Like I, I sort of see that as a... Like if you were... I don't know. If for me, like if you, were, if you were on the run, you'd be running away from industry to the rural area not the opposite i don't know if that is a convention that i'm just used to in movies and games like if someone some, something happens in the city and you got to escape you have to get into the woods not go from the woods into the city I, I i don't know i i from the beginning i saw it as this kid like okay i need to get this i need to get somewhere and that's sort of where it is not on the run from and i know that they're looking they're looking for people or, or it doesn't to me, I didn't take it as they're looking for the kid in the red shirt. Okay, they're just like, oh, here's a, they're, they're here's security a, scanning the perimeter or something like right. that. Right, sort of. Uh, okay, here's someone who's not being controlled. I gotta kill it. Yes, yeah, to me, I just thought with like the lethal force and them yeah. trying to just kill him, it didn't seem like them trying to. I, I, and I guess this is just based on how I like view our world is like. You know, a cop never gets out of the car and immediately starts shooting. They pursue. They have reason to, you know, follow somebody for a long time before they finally use lethal force. These people just kind of roll up on him and start shooting immediately. To me, yeah. that seems like it's the end of a chase. And he escapes a chase. Because they, they chase you far inward to the, the, like the cornfield and the farm. And that, to me, is like, okay... 
if it was a break-in from the outside, wouldn't they have radioed ahead and wouldn't you have gotten any resistance coming from? You know what I mean? Like, so sure. that's like that's all the stuff that kind of made me feel. But, like, I want to know why he was running. I want to know why. And that, like, the that is, I think the, I think that's the crux of the game is why. But also, like, to have, to be giving given nothing at all in terms of context or what the goal is bothers me. Look, I'll be completely honest. I went on to PlayStation. I was going to play it on PS4, and I saw it was 20 bucks, and then I found <laughs> cheap Steam keys online and bought it for way less because I knew it was going to be a small game, and I had watched Harry already play through it a little bit, and I was like, look, I already know what I'm getting into. I was like, "That's it's not going to be the game for me. I thought we'd get to this later, but I don't think it's a $20 game. No, I don't think so either. I no. think it's way too expensive. I, I'm going to wrap that into my final thoughts Good. as well. Harry, so, sorry, I, I watched Harry after I had gotten halfway through the game. I had gotten to the, like the submarine part. Okay. Before I started watching you, so I caught up and like I watched you finish the game before you hit the submarine. But like I had watched a video on it. I I, I saw it was twenty bucks and I was like, holy shit! I thought they gave this away for free at one point. I think they did on PS4. And then I was like, I remembered it was only three hours. I was like, twenty bucks for a three-hour game is like really something I can't swing right now. So then I just found it cheap online. Harry, how did you interpret the beginning? I actually don't have anything to say on the beginning. I think you guys basically covered that. A couple things that jumped out at me, though. It can almost be like a a symbolism, I I think, given with our current... Geopolitical climate. Yeah, geo... Yeah, there you go. Thank you. That's actually the term I was looking for. Like this controlling of the minds kind of thing. I don't know. It just shows like our government at its worst or something like that. But there's other like things you could pick out. Like you see a couple people here and there, but a majority of it, there's a lot of absence of people. Do you see one single person on that farm? Absolutely not. No, you see like a pig. You see a pig that has some kind of like leech thing or something that's controlling it because it becomes docile when you remove that leech. So something tells me there's a couple things going on in this world. First of all, Something devastating happened to this planet. Apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic that a lot of people are now out of the picture. So bad that it depleted the economy and the workforce, and now they had to make drones to kind of fill that void in the economy. And now they have these figures that they can control to keep some kind of uh, society sustained. Who's who's buying cereal if everyone's a drone? I like that that theory, and like that's kind of what I like. That's kind of what I agreed to once I was in 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 depth. But also, we have no idea what is on the outside. Like again, it, it's like one of those. Sti- <laughs> we only know the inside, guys. <laughs> no, that's okay. So so look 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 Shaking look my look head look over here. Look. Limbo, you didn't understand, like, everyone understands what Limbo is. Yeah. You didn't understand what Limbo meant to the game until the end. Inside could be the exact same thing, talking about what is inside the tank at the end of the game. What I'm saying is, like, this, like, post-apocalyptic and stuff like that, that, all of that stuff is only inside of this facility. If we're, if we're thinking about anything past the barbed wire fence and back... Yes, but it could be a compound that just has tons of experiments. It could like the whole outside world could be fine. uh, This could all be just inside of this compound sound. They they could be testing sound weapons. They could be testing, you know, like I think there's more going on than just that. Like, I think this is a wider spread thing than the other thing I would also notice. And this would kind of get away from maybe it being so central but notice, like, the water levels. A good portion of this game is underwater because I think something that, with this devastation, I think water levels rose and things are sinking into the ocean okay. at this point. Like, look at the different levels of the facility. Some of them had to be abandoned because fucking they're underwater now. Yeah, that's so true. So they built up. So something tells me, like, there's a lack of population, water levels are rising, there's some kind of infestation uh, maybe something similar to what, what was that um, fungus? Cordyceps, like something like that. I, I'm just saying, just ballpark. Not saying specifically that, but there might be something like that going on. All dog breeds except for Dobermans exist in this world. 
<laughs> only they've been eradicated. Only Dobermans are now bred. I don't know. Just just a couple things that I I picked up on because it something tells me like those helmets that you wear to control the drones. Yeah. yeah I don't want to say they're zombies because I don't think that's the correct term to use for this game. So we'll just call them drones until that works for me. But it almost looks like a work helmet. Like you need somebody with a conscious mind to run these. So it's a metaphor. You're the foreman. Yeah, you're the foreman to the Maybe drones. not a, a a metaphor, but actually, like, legitimately, that's what's going on. Yeah. Like, they create these non-conscious beings that have to be controlled, and that's how we're sustaining the workforce at this point. So you see them as being created for that purpose, not humans that were taken over? Right. So I, I'm i in the middle. They're grown? I think, I think they're somewhere in the middle. I think they're dead bodies that have been repurposed. And, and it's very if, matrixy. If you know like, it, think of it. There's these um capsules throughout the game. Somebody pointed it out to me in a video that if you do certain things lights come on in these capsules, but they're like like almost like chambers like uh remember from like the Resident Evil movie, I don't know, typical sci-fi movie, they have yeah. these metal chambers Chamber with, with a, a glass window yeah. that you can see the face through the window. Yes. Like there's chambers like that sprinkled throughout the game and you could do certain things to activate lights inside of them and, and, and such like that and it makes you think like maybe they're grown all over the place or maybe they're bodies that they're just stashing until boom you broke one of them here's your replaced equipment now or something like that like instead of having to fly it in you already have them on site because you, you see those helmets throughout the world because maybe certain work needs to be done throughout the world that these bodies are whether they're grown or re- repurposed or what have you, they're on site ready to go. I don't know where I was going with that point. I'm just yeah, starting okay. to piece little things that you can notice in, in the game and maybe somehow form a, a larger picture See, of I, this. And, and I think it's almost like uh, the way I view what is on the other side of the barbed wire fence is place where wild experiments take place you're seeing as like an area 51 kind of thing exactly okay like okay so yes they blew up all of that stuff like it looks super desolate in there but, but it's because they're you know testing drones they're testing sound weapons they're testing these wild fucking human experiments they're testing all of this stuff they want to keep it away from humanity so it's just it is desolate because they have created it to be desolate like yeah okay so maybe there was an explosion and all that stuff is underwater but at the end of the game when you finally break out of it and you're on the other side of it because i totally that is how i interpret that when you finally break free i think you're out of that facility everything is lush you know green trees blue ocean regular colored sand it's not ash it's not it's about as colorful as the game fucking gets really but like how I sum up the story here in my mind is curiosity killed the fucking cat. Dude goes in, ends up as, in my eyes, a dead amorphous blob at the end. And it's because he ta- he tangled with the unknown so in, it is a break in. in so many different ways. Uh, yeah, but he's run- but to me, he's running from something being, in the beginning. But he's being chased into Area 51? I don't think he's being chased or running. I think he's being summoned. Oh, you think he's being the 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 blob thing is calling him or whatever? I think the hive. I think I it's a hive online. mind type creature. So now we're getting into your theory. Then I I'm almost like ready to dive into that. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I summed up what I kind of thought of the game. So a couple other things. So let's talk about the blob real quick. And this is a theory you developed, or this is a theory that you agree about. I, I pretty much agree on this. Now, okay. There's a couple other elements I'm like adding in to kind of build on it, but I like where to they were going with this direction for the most part. I'm, I hope I don't butcher it. I'm going to try to go through it very slowly and I can speak on it very generally on like what they were talking about. So the blob thing at the end, notice how there's all these arms and legs sticking out of it as in there's maybe more than one entity in that blob. Now referencing that picture that you have yeah, where it rolls down the hill and settles in the light. Yeah. Somebody showed or has pictures online that within the facility that you uh, take over as the blob, there's a diorama of that exact same hill with a spotlight shining in the same place. It's like a, a miniature version 
of the ending scene. So then the whole thing was designed. Yes, is what we're getting to. So what they're they're posing is that the whole thing is one kind of game and that this hive mind thing just keeps summoning creature after creature to join its blob to make it even more powerful, to, to stretch its... It's like a giant diorama with trees, a hill, and... Can't see it with the blob currently on it, but there is. Well, if you take that blob out, it's the exact same hill, just on a smaller, smaller scale. It even had the spotlight to simulate the sun hitting in that exact same spot. Right. So it's all like a predetermined thing. So basically, this hive mind. Imagine every time it has a being join itself, its hive mind reach expands further and further. So every time it reaches out it grabs a new being that's going to make it stronger summons them Smarter. guides them through this whole elaborate thing to join itself so it's basically helping you along the way that's why this young kid can make it through all these elaborate traps and dodge all these dogs and is it a kid it's a test i think it i think it's a kid i don't I view it as a kid i view it as like a, a like a young adult i don't i don't see it as like a child i would it's a kid that has not yet hit puberty that's how I would say. I mean, because there's adults in the game, like the guys with the masks in yep. the beginning, like just size differential. I uh, think. Oh yeah, true. Especially all the doctors and everything at the end. Oh, which I also wanted. All those doctors were already looking in the glass capsule at the blob they were. before it broke out. Yep. As yeah. if, hey, we are expecting this. It's about to hit that point again where things happen. I like Every- how you can just walk up. And, and look as well. Yeah, I did. I, and, I did that too. And like one or two doctors just kind of like looks at you and then goes back to looking at... And, and you can't... You can never move the camera to see more than what the game shows you, obviously. And I was like, I, I gotta know what's going on in there. Like, I, I, gotta, I gotta keep going. So all those doctors are already standing around, like ton of them, before anything happens. So it's not like they're attracted to, oh, there's something happening in the tank. It's, hey, it's a part of that procedure again. Get ready if you want to see this experiment play out or something like that. And the other thing is like, like as far as its hive mind goes, the, the siren creatures, the mermaid things that you were talking about, it didn't kill you. It assisted you later, later, eventually, but the argument kills you the first time. The argument there is it just failed to do what it was supposed to. Maybe it accidentally killed you instead of implanting because it always like drowns you essentially. So maybe it fucked up what it was supposed to do and it accidentally killed you instead of st- instead of maliciously coming at you it was trying to help you just failed until that final one is actually implants you with that breathing apparatus well i mean also in theory you don't necessarily die on the way to experiencing this in one cohesive story your character doesn't die you know what i mean like 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 the only reason that she killed you in the submarine is because we fucked up not because that is what the narrative of the story right, is right okay 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 yeah fair enough so just taking all that in the light so then there's the secret ending in the game which kind of ties into this as well okay so the only way oh i dig it no i totally i totally get where you're going with this he he goes in unplugs all the electricity to the facility and then slumps over because the entity is dead that's a possibility. I wasn't even going there, but that, oh. that could be that I could think be he, legitimate yeah, as well. Yeah, because you're out you're out in the you're out in the forest. You're out in the forest and then you have to do the sound codes, yep. which sounds a lot like when you're actually there and the the actual like sound weapon. That's okay, like yeah. But you put in that code, then you run over, and if that little code is what is actually causing the palpitations and then all of a sudden you pull the electricity to the entire place because like you're so far out that when you pull that giant fucking plug i mean it is facing right it could in theory be a because gi- it's a giant but fucking plug isn't there like a, a control module in the background in front of some screens like a, like a the one that you put you put your head into basically to control other things when you pull that plug that goes that goes dark and then he slumps over yeah everything goes dark and then he just slumps over dead yeah so it could be killing the blob. I didn't even consider that. I was considering it as almost unplugging himself. Like he is a drone. He just doesn't realize it until that moment. And he's like, well, instead of going through the motions and joining this blob that's summoning me, I'm just going to unplug myself. That's the only way I can take myself out of this equation oh. at this point. They're, they sound both valid to me. And that's, 
I like the idea of killing the entity. That, I, that that's I don't know why that didn't cross my <laughs> mind before, but it would Is make it, sense because nothing's summoning him anymore. And if we're all if he and that it all ties mm. into that original theory that he was summoned because he's under the control of the hive mind to begin with. If he kills the hive mind, but why would? But then the argument would be why would the hive mind make him go unplug the hive mind? So it could get out. It wants it all to end. It doesn't want to be inside anymore. It wants to stop suffering. I can't I mean, say think if that's about correct that. think, or... Think about that. They might be observing it because they know it's going to break free, and that's like... Dude, that's like... Hmm, that's like scientists in Area 51 finally making the perfect alien and then just letting it walk out the front doors to see what happens. Or that is that that is the nature of experimenting. It's so dangerous that they assist it to get outside because so they that, do. There is right. assistance yeah. help, from people you. to to allow you out. So one I think guy that opens is, the door. One guy I throws you the charge box. Staged. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, that thing is fucking scary as fuck. Let me just open that door for you. Like what? Yeah. No, it makes me think that they're all part of this plan. Like they know what's going to happen already because it's maybe happened a hundred times before. This is my way of helping it get to its destination before we put it back in the tank or something like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if the entity is like an egg, and the boy in the red shirt is like a sperm, and when he goes inside, it becomes something else, and then it rolls down the hill, which is the birth canal. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Then, oh jeez! Okay. And then you uh. just sort of end with a. Spotlight on you, like in I don't, I don't like know. in the emergency room, like as a kid, <laughs> as a doctor, seeing the light under the light, birthing a new life form. I mean, as much story as they put oh, in wait, any is that sick like the, fantasy is that, you might is have, that, is that like the yeah? <laughs> I mean, it's all valid. <laughs> well, there's also the alternate alternate ending where it's like that scene at the end, and then you just hear a giant vacuum. <laughs> I've pretty much exhausted what I wanted to talk about with the story. I just the, the the entity just fucks up the entire facility. Like everybody, like people die. The whole thing. Like they 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 wanted this. They did. I think for the greater purpose. All right. The greater good of getting that blob monster out there. Yeah. This could literally be just be a physics game, and they thought, okay, cool. Let's just have a giant fucking blob with you know eight arms and eight legs running around, and let the world have fun interpreting it. Roll, roll in the gameplay. Yeah, let's roll in the gameplay. It makes sense. Gameplay. All right, gents, we are on to gameplay. Let's talk about this. I don't think it's going to be a huge discussion, but there's definitely some elements in gameplay to talk about here. I think I wore out the right direction, or actually the D oh my button God. On, my, on my keyboard. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there. Oddworld? Yes. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely some elements there. I didn't really get that vibe until I hooked in to one of the mind control things and started controlling the drones, and I was like, isn't this like Oddworld? Yeah, Oddworld kind of uses that same idea. Yeah. Well, this uses the same idea as Oddworld. Let's be real. I want to say minimalist done extremely well. You have, what, jump, move, and... Activate. Interact or activate, yeah. But what's good about that, though, so it's, controls are very simple, right? But think about how many different things you can activate and how different they are. It yeah. allows for a ton of exploration and just change up with very simple controls. Yeah, it's just an interact button. Like, you don't, you know, it's not like you're, and you're not looking for a button prompt either. I do like what how... If the, what if the pulse is how the entity is controlling people? I want to go back to the beginning of the game and see if you can, like, faintly hear Now, pulses. if you notice... There's all those radio towers yes. in the background yeah. of the pulsing. It's like pushing the entity signal out. You guys are having fun now? I don't know. I'm not even like joking at it. Like I'm still prodding at like what is the true story? Like yeah. you could just keep going deeper and deeper. Pick into a drone which hops into a drone. It's it's inception. <laughs> Droneception. <laughs> Droneception. Blobception. <laughs> Two levels? Three. Yeah. Let's go to level five. So yeah, I, I did like the 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 subtlety of how the interact button would change like okay here's a here's a vent grate i can lift that and walk through or it's a different design he just rips it off or it's boards and it doesn't 
necessarily appear that you can get through it at first, but then you rip them one at a time until he can slip through. All that is just brilliantly done. Yeah, I, the the puzzles are really cool. Um, they're they're they. It's some platforming, some actual puzzle solving, which is Timing. nice. Timing games, things like that. I have to say though, I think the the smoothest thing in this game is how they use 3D because you're not on just a single line when you're moving left to right. There's depth to that. What I mean by that is if you're pushing a cart, for example, you don't have to jump over the cart and pull it to go one way. You can actually, like, you sidestep and you kind of go past it. You have to actually grab onto it and pull it with you. But you can do it from the side, you can do it from the front, you can do it from the back. Push, pull, drag. I think that is really fucking cool. And a lot of games don't do that. That's like true. they're like, That's... you know, you have to be on the left side or the right side. You can't be you can't jump into the foreground a little bit parallel to the to the object and then interact with it as well. I thought that was actually like super refreshing. And I like how they just casually like, okay, you can just see it in the character model. Like he touches it and moves to the side and then like goes forward a little bit or you know, like that kind of stuff the small little attention to the physics of the game is incredible to me. That's actually what I really, really liked about it. I'd love to get, like get these physics in like a sandbox and like actually like just see what kind of crazy shit you could do. I'd love for them to like take this engine and like make a physics game. I think they it. released the source code for it. I read online that the source code for the game was released. So if, doesn't that mean if you wanted to play around with it, you could? Yep, that is what that means. There's a different look in Clark's eyes. <laughs> the, look at that glistening. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly, cataracts. I honestly, <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> what it is. Can you see me, Clark? <laughs> yeah, Steve, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> is it foggy in here? <laughs> it's just me. It's really smoky in here. Like a white glow. I I did notice that detail and really liked that as well. Uh, you you said it. Perfectly. I did catch myself also jumping over the block out of habit, but yeah, if you didn't push the interact button, you could just walk around it. Not a big deal. Specific puzzles, for me, ones that stand out are like the 20-person switch. Boah. <laughs> that was a long one. Yeah, I, I started to catch on way too late, and then I realized, oh, you have to use a dead body. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Is it dead, though? Well, yeah. Might just be sleeping. Oh, you know, I did want to say... Or broken. <laughs> It's, it's probably, busted. Probably broken. I did want to say that the first sort of like, oh no, like I had this d decisive moment where I was like, I don't want to do this, was the little chicks and the machine. Oh, oh God. Do you think it was going to grind yeah. them up? Oh, I, I thought it was just going to spew fucking chicken guts <laughs> all over that thing. I was like, I was like, oh no. I was like, there's got to be another way to do this. No, I, I'm no. not even going to lie. I think I have a, a note written down here about the fucking chicks. Fully expected those little chicks to be dead when shot out of the machine in the barn. Pleasantly surprised That's <laughs> what I wrote. You don't want to slaughter innocent little baby chicks in a fictitious video game, but yeah, because they're little you chicks, up for like chicken nuggets. I'll eat the fuck out of some chicken nuggets. Think about just it. Just real quickly, just while we're on the subject of chicks, ah. I saw a funny meme earlier today that was like, why do we call women chicks? Is it because they lay eggs or do they love cocks? Oh! <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, you can get back to your point. Just <laughs> spur the moment thing. Chicks are what the entity likes. No, he can't get back to his point because he was going to, like, fucking preach PETA over here. So nah. <laughs> let's move on. I'm done. I'm done. But I do want to say that one, that one really stood out. And I was really worried. Uh, the 20-person the switch stands out. Oh, one thing that stood out to me, too. I didn't realize that it was a leech on the pig. I thought it was a, like an intestinal worm or a, I a thought parasite. it was its tail. Oh, I, I did think that. It, I, I thought it was its tail, and I just like was like, why am I, why am I, no, oh, God, and just, yeah, and then you just fucking rip it off, and I was like, what the fuck? What kind of fucking game am I playing right now? That was, that stood out to me as like, uh, okay, cool, like, just totally tortured an animal. Actually, so right around the farm, I started to get some North Carolina vibes, and I just want to throw this out there real quick, that apparently in 2016, one of the hurricanes caused a lot of flooding in North Carolina, and there are thousands of pig farms, and there's like a serious like manure 
and and fecal just like in their fresh water like all over like north carolina is like fucking decimated just from the industry of pig farms basically and walking into this in that game and like the whole like i started to think like because you're walking through water and i was like oh man this is like north carolina simulator this is just gross <laughs> yeah sorry Such a weird simulator that's <laughs> a weird thing to say north i know carolina i know but, but seriously look it up and I, i'm not saying that because i have anything against north carolina i'm just saying like there's like this serious problem where um there's flooding and just feces and in, in fresh water so on that note yeah i don't we're I don't know how to come back from that. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> we could probably go into graphics. No, come on. There's got to be another puzzle that, that stands out to somebody. The elevator uh, threw me, actually. Which? The elevator slide into the water. I, did, I didn't see the door that you can lift up to get out. Like, you go oh, into an elevator, oh, it, it yeah. breaks and it falls. Harry died there once, too. Yeah, once, I did. I, I died there, like, five times. I didn't. I had to, I had to look that one up. It's the only one I had to look up. What, that you have to, like, pull the door open? Yeah, because I, I didn't see it, and I didn't have enough time to realize what was going on, and I tried mashing that button everywhere except the part I needed it to be, and you just lift the door and walk out, and I was fine the rest of the game. You swim out, but... Uh, yeah, swim out. Yeah. The, the <laughs> You're underwater here. <laughs> I think the puzzle that really stood out to me was the pulsing puzzle. Oh, okay. Because that one felt the most intense. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll touch on this in, in sound as well, but, like... The w- it just felt intense with that sound, and it was just like and when it. You're talking about you, the moving part specifically, where you have to control. I'm just talking about that whole sequence because okay. it's all about timing oh, yeah. for everything on that. And there are certain parts where you can't just like run to a safe zone and then stop. Yeah, there are some you have to run through a safe zone to get to another safe zone, or you're fucked. And it just. That was the part where I w- my hands were getting really sweaty, just like with how intense. My hands are sweating. You even said that a few times. I think I mentioned it yeah. on oh, the stream. So, I so can see him. Oh, my hands said, are sweating. No, he's like, oh, my hands are sweaty. And I was like, mom's spaghetti? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so that's he, what it was. Yeah. Was and like, then what? And then you were like, what? And I was like, oh, you're referencing that song. <laughs> like, like a fucking vomit on a sweater already. Man. <laughs> yeah. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes the entity. Oh, there goes the dog. <laughs> I don't know. I as a whole, that part in the game sticks out more than any other part in this game. And not just for that puzzle, but because of the sound, because of the look. Because you're like, I know, because of I the know. sound, because of the look. <laughs> yeah, just, you gotta lose yourself <laughs> in the moment. The moment you own it, <laughs> you better never let it go. <laughs> Maybe you just start busting out a fucking rap. (laughs) Oh, that was good. That, I guess, the gameplay with the blob, because that kind of just changes all the physics of the game at that point. It does. It was pretty cool. That was, I want to say that that was uh, the the game crescendos to reaching the, the entities like chamber. And then once you break through the glass and start attacking this, like that's all the, the denouement, I think they call it, or denouement, like the, the rising action of the story, and then that's like the, like, hey, here's the fun part, kind of. Oh, kind crescendo of. is like a musical reference. Though. Right, that it, it rises, but then also... I think what they did really well gameplay-wise with that section is you become this massive blob that looks very heavy. The way that the character model moves at that point makes it feel like you're heavy and oh, powerful. Yeah. And like... You get to that door and you just rip it off, but the way you like stumble over things just shows that it's not very agile and it has all this weight that it's shuffling very quickly. That I, they did really well with the the physics of that blob at the end. It seems like a force, like it's just like yes. an unstoppable fucking force, but it's also gelatinous and it like true. But it, yeah. but it felt right, like using the controller, like they they nailed it, like right on. It felt like controlling a moving wave. A little bit, like you just crash into something, and then there's or like if you a want to turn direction, like you still then... got that momentum going that yeah. one way and yep. everything. It's big Jello mold, the arms yeah. and legs yeah. sticking out. It's like a gelatinous blob instead yeah. of gelatinous cube. Mm. I almost gelatinous made that reference. Cube. Yeah. I enjoyed the submarine. Uh, oh yeah, that that's yeah, it was pretty cool. That and using it to break uh, break open doors and walls and and shining the light to keep the siren away. But um, that's not really a puzzle or anything. Speaking of that, b- before we move it's on. gameplay, though. Again, just change the dynamic of the game once again, too. But what was good was they didn't repeat puzzles over and over again. They were all unique 
in their own little way. I think they added on to them because, like, originally, like, one of the fucking puzzles was just, like, that pull ripcord thing where it, like, shoots you up. And then, like, and then it you was... jump over to that ledge. Right, right. And that was, like, a puzzle in itself because you're discovering how to use that. And then all of a sudden you're juggling, like, two or three of them at right. a time. And you're like, oh, I have to fucking rip this one, rip this one, get up here, fucking press a button to stop it from over here. And then, you know, yep. that shit is fucking awesome. Like, they they took their puzzles and they just kind of slowly built on them and and I thought that was really cool. No, I agree. Enjoyable. Made I, you feel good, but I, you solved it. Yep, I like games that do that. Like they they kind of give you that slowly build on a mechanic over and over and over. But again. it would have been just so easy for them and I'm glad they didn't take this route, but it could have been easy just to like almost copy and paste and just make a minor tweak just to like fluff up the game a little bit, but right. they didn't do that. Right. They they stayed very original on each individual uh puzzle. Puzzle, thank yep. you. Yeah, they didn't they didn't add I want to say they didn't add filler. Like the game is as long as they wanted it to be. And the puzzles like nothing felt <laughs> still tired. Still not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> For $20. The game is long enough just not at that price point. Right. Yeah, replayability. I don't like while we're in the gameplay section, I don't think it's really there. I don't and that's awesome if you want to go back and do the 13 things or the 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 orbs, I guess, is what they, they call them. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's for everybody, and I don't know if it's worth doing for that secret ending when you could just YouTube it really quick. I don't I don't know if there's enough incentive to play through this game again. Fair enough. For some people, absolutely. Like, the the, the people that like getting the 100% in Donkey Kong Country. Like, I think Steve would go back. That's and you. This. Right. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's all I have to say about gameplay, though. Let's get on a box, pull a ripcord, and launch into graphics. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, right. (laughs) Yes, let's do that. Graphics. Graphically, I think it's this game's strongest bullet point. I would agree. I, I don't think I don't think it's graphical in terms of like horsepower, like technical graphic power. Art. But like the art, art like art, the, art, the art. style and, and, and how they execute on the use of light and the use of depth of field and how they seamlessly blend the background and foreground and middle ground all together when they need to. Like, you know, you, you have these elements that you see develop in the background and then you get past another point and that's the then you know you're either in the foreground or something from the background is now in the foreground uh, you know messing with you uh one thing that really stands out to me is like when you're climbing over that one fence with the dogs and you have to run over and like pull a board or two and then run back to the fence and the dogs run around like yeah, going yep. from the that's a cool puzzle. Yeah. It's just a really cool little moment but it shows the depth of what they went for with the graphics that really does stand out, though. Yeah, it that does. Image, just that a whole loop around, or well like, done. or like when you have to bait that dog. They're like the same puzzle. You have to no, like you have to you have to stay at at the bottom of a ledge, and it runs up to you, and you have to jump up because if you jump up to it too yeah. quickly, it skips going down there, and it'll just catch up to you. Yep, and yep. then rip your fucking jugular out. So they're kind of the same puzzle, and that goes back to what we were just saying about how they they sort of grow onto them, like right. Like, I see that as an evolution. The one with the fence is an evolution of that first one. And it took me a couple of times, and I was like, wait, so, okay, I can trick the dog, and that gives me enough time, so... Well, the it, dog's really the first puzzle. You you need oh, to know yeah. that you have to move to get away from the dog. You can't just, like, stay stationary or get, a, you know, yeah. like, oh, you know, it'll be fine. It's, you, it's the first time you have to deal with, like, an enemy in a puzzle. Right. We didn't talk about this in gameplay, but there are definitely some moments where... It forces you to die to learn that you need to make... It forces you to die in almost a cheap way because you don't know what to do and you don't have enough time to figure it out. Like, being attacked by the dogs or or the sound effect. Like, I didn't know the sound was going to kill me outright. Like, I guess I should have realized when that first wooden uh, box you push out gets completely decimated by the, by the sound. Like, I just feel like, the, in general, the game forces you to die in order to know what to do. Graphically... You're absolutely right about the the background and foreground. And how many moments did you guys want to like push up to walk back into the background? I I like had to stop myself multiple times. Even late game, I was like, I just want to walk back there. Like I would just be pushing up, trying to trying to go to. And I was like, oh, is there another route? Or I thought, oh, okay, that looks. Maybe I can go back there, and there's something there. Or he and I, like gameplay things that 
you think about or gameplay things that you you do in other games, I thought, oh, this the, the game will work this way, and it, and it didn't. I really like the art, like you said, just to reiterate, uh, the, the art's great. I want to say I like the lack of color, and the fact that the boy wears, like, the red sweater, it kind of makes me think of, like, Schindler's List. I don't know if you guys got that at all. I'm not saying, nope. that, I'm not saying that there are, like, Holocaust uh, or, or any kind of, you know, concentration camp overtones in the game or anything, but, like, just a kid in a red sweater makes me think of Schindler's List. And... All the colors are very muted. I guess that's supposed to show like the oppression of the world that that the game exists in. But this kid's like a like a red spark. I don't know. And and you are obviously different from everybody else. Yeah, the design of the freaking entity or or what do they call it? The the potato. Uh, I don't know what husk or whatever with the with the limbs just like so freaky. And yeah, definitely made me think of Akira. The lighting, the way everything's lit in the game, like the way the stealth works, it's it's gorgeous. I've I have like three hundred screenshots in this two hour game that I saved on my Switch playing it because they're just like, oh, that's great. Ka-chick. Oh man, that's great. Ka-chick. Oh here, I've got like fifteen uh, drones like pushing me up this ledge. Ka-chick. It just the whole thing. I just want to look at it all day long. It's a uh, a beautiful game. It's it's mainly shades of gray. Like ninety nine percent of the game is like fifty shades of gray. That's a child you're talking about, Harry. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I know. But I like how they pop. Harry the color. really liked the bondage play of the amorphous blob. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, the... there's hands and feetsies. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of things pop on color. The chicks pop on color. Yeah, they're very yellow. Stand out. I can't think of anything else. I I do to build the helmets. Your... The helmets are like neon, yeah. uh, orange. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. And the numbers for the yeah number of any drones. sort of neon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To build on the the shadow effects that they had in the game, a lot of their puzzles were built around the shadows. Oh, and the light. When uh, the light thing, the slinker would uh, go over that tube and it would cast the shadow and it, you had to stay in the shadow to stay hidden and it would move back and forth based on its uh, direction the, the light was shining from. And mm-hmm. I thought not only are they utilizing shadows to to a great extent in this game that, that looks absolutely amazing but they're incorporating them into their puzzles in the game i just i thought that was really amazing that they did in this sorry something i want to mention before we move officially into sound there are moments in this game that yes we 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 see the background is like very awe-inspiring but but there are times when they want you to stop and look at these as well and i i mainly mean that there's one very deliberate one but when you're transitioning from the woods to the farm you kind of cross over this road, and boom, you see the sun shining through this hazy fog with like just scenery in the background. You got like your farm off to the one side and the edge of the woods and the other. Just like it's like a picturesque scene that they, and there was nothing going on. There wasn't any puzzles in that immediate area. It was literally just to travel across the screen. I think they wanted you to just absorb a little bit of that. That's their storytelling. Shall we blast off? In the sound. Quang. Music. Again, I want to go back to that pulsing section of the game because there was a little bit of music. Actually, no, I'm incorrect on that. The pulsing was part of the music in that section of the Why game. Why are you yelling like that? <laughs> <laughs> go back and listen to that scene again. The pulsing sounds like it's like part of this musical score that they're trying to play at that point in the game and it fades as you're falling into the water Mm. at the very end i think it's very like melodic and very like dark trance type of music i agree yeah and i think that plays into that being the entity's call puts you under a spell no, like, like, like. So they say people that people that like enjoy trance and EDM and stuff like that. It's because their brain gets excited by the frequencies that they're using in the music. Like that is like an actual like scientific thing. Like it, you're drawn to certain types of music based on how your brain interprets the frequencies at which the music is being played. Not everybody likes like crazy fucking guitar riffs but like the people that do it's because your brain just has this like it just is like tickled by those frequencies that they're hitting and like at the rapid pace or the slow melodic pace of it i think that's a very interesting 
like it does start to sound like music the more because it, it kind of speeds up a little bit as you're go traversing through it as well just a little bit i don't know about the pulse but maybe the the melody that's playing in the background. Yes, yeah, like it starts actually like it's very subtle tones, tonal differences. Mm -hmm. And then as you start going it starts actually getting a little bit lower and higher and it's actually changing keys and things like that. I thought that was like really interesting and that playing into that being a synopsis that it's shooting off or a synapse that it's shooting off like trying to get people like, draw people in as a signal like that's that's interesting. Unconfirmed, by the way, but yes, unconfirmed. Again, that's but, just like the but theory a very we're valid theory. With. Yeah, yeah. I really, I I think a lot of the sound effects and like the little shuffling of feet and like just the, how the how the blob sounds and things like that. Like you know, the sound effects are really well done. They they fit in. It doesn't seem like there's any like sort of delay or like it's you know they seem very organic and natural. Like the actual like an actual physical object, if that makes sense. Like, if you run into one of the desks, it doesn't just explode and then play, you know, exploding desk MP3. It, like, it's like scoots over a little bit if you just touch it. And, like, like, stuff like that, like, not all games do that. Some games are like, oh, you touch this thing, it explodes, play this fucking get, or, uh, MIDI and be done with it. I should have called this game Details. I actually think that I remember you had said, Harry, that there's like no music to the game, but I, I feel like having heard that, I was listening more whilst playing, and I put my headphones on, jacked it all the way up, and wanted to see what, what was there. All over your Switch? Yeah, all over my Switch. You jacked it all up all over your Switch? And you guys were like... Right on cue, both of you. Like, did I make a did I make a joke? Okay, uh, <laughs> no, we're making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jerking off on your switch. When it comes to the music, a couple things stand out. You mentioned the uh, Sonic Attack or whatever. They don't call it Joy Cons for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my Joy Con fits directly in my yes <laughs> USB C port. That's sad. <laughs> Ooh, what you guys didn't mention was the uh, the like the rhythm game part where you you get pushed into the line of drones that are just walking. And you yeah. have to move at the same time, and you yep. have to, to turn and jump. Like there's there's like a beat to that, there is. a rhythm to that. Ta, 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 ta. It was uh, I kept counting out thirteen. Oh really? Because I, I wanted to make sure I hit it on cue. And you, it was, it was like nine actually. Thirteen. You were counting to nine. Was it nine? Yeah. Maybe it was nine. Yeah. And then ten would be the. Because I was gonna yeah. Because then ten's the action. Yes. I wasn't sure if you. could. I was gonna tease you about it. Because I was going to start just typing in numbers. Because oh. I know you can't multitask, but you like really try real hard while you're streaming. <laughs> so I was, was going to be like, two, five, nine. Shit! Eleven. I was going to start throwing like eleven and twelve. You're gonna, ah, ah. I wanted to see you get slinked. Get slinked, son! <laughs> I wanted to see if you, could, if you did it perfect, if the dog wouldn't come after you. So I gave it a couple tries, but I you could almost never get it just right. At least I couldn't. Did you guys play around with that at all no no, no. Okay. i tried to just get through that uh, yeah it, i appreciated it for what it was but i didn't really feel like it was like i thought like maybe one check would have been cool but yeah like doing the whole like thing i just wanted to like sprint out of there as quick as i could i feel that in the, the game, dogs get you by the way yeah the dogs <laughs> the dogs always get you when the siren is coming at you you have to like barely escape her several times i feel like there's there's rising music there to sort of build the tension it's just a single tone though is it so if you like overcome a puzzle or you, you enter like a new area, I feel like sometimes they would give a more positive, more positive notes and and themes or just more uplifting sound rather than an oppressive sound when you cleared that. You get a little um, a little gratification from from that through the music. Overall, I think it's very moody, atmospheric, and fitting. The lack of any kind of voice really, other than the the entity going like, oh, 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 making all those weird sounds. The, the the regular drones would make like, almost like moaning noises. Mm, yeah. yeah or, okay. You know what is the best sound in this fucking game? When you jump down the mine or the uh, the elevator shaft, break your legs, but then the 13 other drones <laughs> <Yeah>. follow and <laughs> flop on the ground yeah. right behind you. <laughs> Sounds like you're just throwing a bunch of pancakes at the floor. <laughs> oh my God. That's what they did. 
<laughs> maybe maybe that's the how they generated that I sound like, effect. I like I I like when the blob is going like full speed and it's just all you hear all the feet <laughs> just like oh speaking of the blob Boom. this is the one sound that really stands out to me at any point in this game and they only use it once that first door that that one um scientist shuts from the blob and he puts down this metal gate and you run up to it and you start ripping the bars oh, yeah. out of that gate and it's like this high pitched screeching metal noise that sounds incredibly eerie like straight out of like a horror science fiction movie like I don't know. It that sound was very creepy, but it was super intense. Super also, intense. when you flatten that one guy, slink our way. Let's get inside yes. our final thoughts. Oh no, no, we're slinking our way into final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. I think this game leaves you with a lot of questions. And originally, when I came to the table, honestly, I, I was like, all right, I have this burning question, and I didn't think highly of the game, like, because of the story and stuff like that. However, actually, after we've been talking about it and stuff, I have, like, kind of turned a corner on the game. I thought I wasn't going to, like, ever, like, even remotely think about this game again after we were done with it, and I was just going to be like, okay, it was a, it was an all right game. I actually kind of kind of dig it there's a lot more to think about than i initially thought listening to all of us kind of talk about it so i i i really enjoyed i really enjoyed it i i think i like the theories and the symbolism more in the game than i actually liked playing it again like i might actually like sit and like watch some playthroughs and like see what i can pick up more so than actually just going through and playing the game again but i think it's worth playing at least once i think everyone should go out and play this game Harry? Yeah, I you, uh, you good? I don't have too much to elaborate on that. Th- this is where I wanted to tie in that, that thing. When I went to download this game and I saw that 1999 price tag, I was like, I think that's a little steep for what I'm getting. Oh, uh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, I sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I 100% agree with you that 20 bucks is too much for this game. Yeah. This is a $9.99 yeah, game. Uh, yes. Absolutely. That would be a perfect price. 9.99. It goes on sale quite often. So like if you see it for you know 10 bucks, pick it up. It's totally worth 10 bucks, not 20. Not not 20. It's just the replayability like I said earlier, I don't think it's there. So really you're getting a less than 3 hour experience for $20. You can buy a single pass or a single ticket to the movie theater for cheaper than that to get less than three hours entertainment for nearly half the price. Right. Granted, you're not buying popcorn and taking a date and having $4 to pay for water. a ticket. And <laughs> yeah, $4 fucking water. Fucking movie theaters, right? What um, is up with movie theaters? What is up with that? Seinfeld, goodness. I'm just saying. They're, they're Too highbrow for you, Ralph? No. You want me to just talk about masturbating you, more? Yeah, please. I'm surprised you both like Seinfeld. Anyway. I, I just boiling it down, like across all forms of entertainment, there is an acceptable price point per hour worth of entertainment, and I think this exceeds, the, the, the price tag exceeds how much entertainment value you're getting out of this game. Other than that, though, visually, I think this game is top-notch. I'm not saying... Graphically, it's better than a lot of games, but the artistic direction that they went with makes it a very unique experience. And I like the underutilization of the sound because then when sound does happen in the game, it really stands out to you. Uh, Story-wise, there's that ambiguity that's there that if you're really into that interpretive type of storytelling, 100% this is the game for you. But if you like a very immersive story you might want to avoid this. And I guess just as a complete package, it has some bullet points that it really excels at and maybe some that it falls a little mediocre on. But nothing that I think is exceptionally terrible here. Well, guys, it's a tough act to follow. Um, I do want to say that I think the game is a Rorschach test, and I came up with reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just I, That's what I see, at least partially. I haven't played many indie titles, and... For me, this is like a like a gateway drug. I feel like now I want to experiment with more. <laughs> you gotta stop. You gotta stop. You gotta stop. You're making it too easy.
I really enjoyed this game from start to finish. I enjoyed the journey that you go on. And I really liked, I'm going to say almost everything. Like, I really like uh, an ambiguous ending. I really liked the art. I liked the sound. You know, I'm reiterating here. You guys killed it with your with your final thoughts. I'm looking forward to their next title whenever that is. And it'll probably have a single word title. Probably. Yeah, I can I imagine. Limbo, Inside. As quickly as they started on their next project, there's a big time delay there. Project 3. Between 2010 and 2016? I think it's a small group. I think it's uh, less than 10 people worked on the game. Six so years is, is a long time. Not by Square Enix titles. Don't but get me started. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think they're on my radar at this point, though. If I hear them come up again, I, I think they're worth checking out. I think I'm going to probably go back and check out Limbo at this point. Limbo's good. Are we ready for scores, gents? I think we are ready for scores. All right, let's roll down a hill into the light. Blah, 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 and talk about our scores. The score. I'm going with 89. I'm going to go with an 8.0, which is going to tie with Mass Effect and Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I think it was a memorable experience. I don't. Think oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, I don't think I'm going to forget playing this game. I'm going to give this one mind fuck out of one Tetsuo amorphous blob. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Tornado! Damn it. I was just about to do it. I was like, <laughs> so I'd like to thank Mr. Andy Hess out there. This was his submission to the poll. Thanks, thank you, Andy. Andy. I know you've been wanting to hear us review this game for quite some time, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Get another title ready for our next poll then. You know, it's nice to play a poll game that is enjoyable. Haven't our last nice couple poll games like sucked? Stay tuned, guys. Next week we're going to have an awesome new mubbers for you guys, followed by our exclusive review on Metal Gear Solid 2. I know you guys have been talking about this one for quite some time. Hell yeah. Hal, so, I miss you. I miss to, you. Time to bring back Hal. Solid Snake. <laughs> I hope it sounded like he was about to break into song there, didn't <laughs> it? <laughs> 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 purple rain. Purple rain. <laughs> All right, guys. Cool. And because Steve's not here, we're not saying I love you tonight. I love you. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck! We've managed to avoid drowning. Game over. Game over. Game over. Game over. Game over. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.